football podcast called Live in the Stream comes to you each week. Streaming recommendations during NFL season, it's not just tongue and cheek. Quarterback, defense, tight end recommendations based on opposition matchup. Here are your podcast hosts, JJ Zacharyson and Danny Carter. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Living the Stream. I'm JJ Zacharies, and the late round quarterback. And as always, as always, as always, I am joined by my lovely co-host, Dennis Carter, the 69th. Denny, how's it going, buddy? That's a lot of bragging about about sex. Sorry to the kids, but it's, <laughs> yes, uh, it sure that, that would it would be it would be a lot. I, I always think of Will Fuller the fifth. I mean, the fifth? Are you kidding me? That's that so many. That's 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 a lot of arrogance, is what that is. That's that's a whole lot of Will Fuller's. Uh, would you ever? You know. Would you ever? Did you ever consider naming your son? Because I only have a daughter. Did you? Did you ever consider naming your son your name? I, I no, I did not. Uh, you know, I, I'm I, I'm gonna try to refrain from from you know a hard and fast take on on naming your kid after yourself. So, my, but my dad did that that thing where he sort of named me after himself. Yeah, yeah. And but it wasn't fully like my name is my name. My name is Craig Dennis Carter, as many of you know, and his is his is Craig Wayne Carter. Mm-hmm. But it was just confusing enough that so that he, he has he's actually said he said, I, I regret it. I wish we just call you Dennis Craig or something like that. And uh, yeah. so I, I took that as a lesson to to not think about it for Xavier. I think so. Like my dad named my, my parents, not just my dad, but my dad named my brother. um a different first name, but he, my brother took my dad's first name for his middle name. I think oh. that's a fairly common thing, right? My yeah. dad's name is Richard and my brother's middle name is Richard. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I don't have like a strong taste. It's just not for me, right? Like <laughs> doing that's not for me. I don't want to like, you know, like put people on an island and say, you guys are insane for doing that. It's just not for, I, I don't, I don't, I, I, I would feel almost bad doing right. it. I, I I do feel like it's an extremely high T move, and and so that it maybe is. that doesn't that doesn't fit me for sure. Yeah, I don't think it fits either of us. Denny, how was your Halloween? How was how was uh, the last weekend? Uh, it was good. We we had our Halloween party, a very a, a reduced um, Halloween party compared to what we normally have, obviously because of COVID and everything. We didn't we did not have a Halloween party in 2020, responsibly enough and devastatingly enough because it's something that we love and look forward to, but we had it this year with about 20 family members, part of our pod. Have you heard this term pod? Yeah. Yeah. I've heard of yeah. this pod. So, yeah. um, so we, and, and we were out, we were outdoors. So I felt, I felt good about it on, on like a, on like a health policy level. Um, yeah. and, uh, it, it's turned into a kid's party. Um, you know, it, it used to be kind of a rager. I'll be honest. The, 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 the most rager party that, I, that you could possibly have with me involved. Yeah. Um, and, uh, but it's, it's more of a kid's party now still was fun. How about you? Isn't that kind of what happens with kids though? Like you have kids and then you just can't, you're just not doing the rager thing anymore. Oh yeah. No, I mean, uh, yeah. People used to leave at like in like the wee hours of the morning and now like literally people were out the door at eight (laughs) 30. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You, well, it just turns into like a a day drinking event as opposed to like an evening and night drinking event. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Uh, mine, my weekend, I am again, I, I say this every podcast because Tuesday is where my body completely crashes every week. Um, yep. but, but I am, I mean, I'm like, I'm like super, super exhausted this week because, uh, my wife and I had a funeral that we had to go to last week. 
Um, and it was on Friday eve- Friday evening was the viewing, and then Saturday was the funeral, and it was in Altoona, Pennsylvania, mm. because th- that is where uh, my wife's uh, family's from. Like originally, you know, like her parents grew up there and stuff like that, and then they moved to Pittsburgh. Right. Uh, so we drove up to Altoona, Pennsylvania, from Charlotte, North Carolina, on Friday. Did the viewing that night, which my daughter uh, called uh, the show and tell, which was very cute. (laughs) Like seeing a like having a funeral from the lens, like seeing it through the lens of a three year old because she has no idea what's going on, obviously. Like, no. And you I mean, she's not going to remember anything. And it's it's not like we were like putting her next to like it was an open casket and stuff. We weren't like, hey, look at what's going on right here. Like was was nothing like that. Like we were she was away from everything and stuff. Um, but she, you know, we, Amanda and I would, my wife and I would be talking about like, oh yeah, we're going to the the viewing tonight. Like, like figuring out plans while we were driving and getting closer to where we were staying. And Avery like heard it in the back seat, obviously. And then later she was like, are we going to the show and tell? Like, <laughs> like just stuff like that, where she's just, just trying to like relate, uh, uh, everything back to like the things that she knows. But yeah, you know, it was a, it was a whirlwind cause we drove up there. It's about an eight hour drive. And then, I mean, we drove pretty close to where it's not too, too far from you. I mean, we drove through Maryland at, at some point to get mm. back. Um, yeah. we, we drove through like the, the tip of Maryland, like the part mm-hmm. that no one lives in, you know, right. like the, just the tip. Yeah. 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 Like, right. like where the Pennsylvania, where Pennsylvania mm-hmm. is and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then we just drove throughout, uh, Virginia. What is the, what's that high 81? That's the main highway through Virginia, like North South Virginia, right? 80. Yeah. I, I, I'm not going to pretend I'm like an expert on Virginia highways, but yes, 81 is, is a, a major, uh, part of that. Yeah. There is no worse highway in America than 81. Why not? None because it's two lanes. The, the whole thing is two oh, lanes. Yeah. And then, and then you get trucks just getting getting oh. the left lane to pass other trucks yeah. and they're not they're not, the speed limit's 70 and they're getting the left lane going 60 and it just causes this s storm right yes and 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 like 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 it was it was raining throughout i mean it was a oh. miserable 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 trip and we did it in back-to-back days and then the next day was halloween oh. and i had to get up in the morning and do work and do my start sit show and do all this kind of stuff I am i'm just i'm drained i'm mentally yeah. completely it, exhausted uh with with road trips like that, especially if raining, you're dealing with uh, truck truck driver insane truck drivers who probably haven't slept in six days and and they're 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 weaving in and out of traffic and and the the, the level of concentration for such a long period of time yes is exhaust it's exhausting I mean it it's drains exhausting. the life out of you <laughs> yes it's totally exhausting and and again like I I you you nailed it in terms of like like. When it's when it's nice out and there's not a lot of traffic on a road trip, it's fine. It's easy. There, yeah. There's nothing. But but when it's when there's traffic, because you you're going through Virginia and you go by like like uh, James Madison, the university and stuff, and like yeah. there's there's these little pockets of like actual population like throughout this trip, and then it would just like you'd have so much traffic, <laughs> and it was raining, and it was just two lanes, and it was awful. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it was a a hectic few days. I'm glad that it's over for sure. I'm glad to be back home. Yeah. I don't, I don't really prefer going to Altoona, Pennsylvania. Sorry to the Altoona people out there. Yeah, um, to the millions of people who listen from Altoona. There's, not, there's not, not a lot going on, but you mentioned that, you know, you, uh, you, you felt good about the, the COVID restrictions that you placed on yourself yeah. and your, your, uh-huh. your bubble and your pod. This was easily, easily the, the least COVID mm-hmm. friendly thing that I've done since the start of the pandemic, because you, we didn't really have a choice, right? Like it's a funeral and like, like go. you, yeah. some, yeah, something that happens very quickly. We, you know, it was a surprise situation and it happened very quickly. And so we had to 
just pack up our things and go. And we, we stayed at a hotel like that. Like even that was just like, like, Whoa, we haven't done this in a really long time. Yeah. I didn't think about that. Yeah. Yeah. So like, it was just stuff like that. And then, and then, you know, they, they treat COVID there a lot differently than they treat COVID here. So it was just a a very, very interesting uh, situation, but, but hopefully, yeah, hopefully, hopefully, uh, you know, I don't think anyone has like all the answers, but, uh, hopefully everyone stayed safe and, um, you know, we're, we're all good after that trip. Are our masks banned or, or were you allowed to wear one? <laughs> it was, it was, a, so it was interesting because we entered the viewing, uh, with masks on and, you know, cause number one, we didn't know who was going to be there. What yeah. if it was, a, if it was immediate family, we it's, you know, we generally know where people have been and stuff like that. So it's not as big of a deal. And, and really like, you know, it was an elderly uh, situation, right? There's going to be a lot of old people there. And like, we don't want to be the people giving it to them. Yes. I mean, that's, yeah. I don't want that guilt. Are you kidding? No. I mean, I don't want to hurt them either, but I also don't want the guilt. Sure. Um, and so we were wearing them. Uh, but then literally every human being, we were one of the first people mm. there, literally every human being that walked in, not a single person was wearing yeah. masks. Yeah. Um, which I look to, I, I'm not getting into the mask debate right now. I'm just saying like, that was the, the situation going on up in Altoona, PA. But, you know, Altoona, great people, great people. Up there. It's salt of the earth, many are saying. Yes, I just couldn't, I couldn't personally live there. Uh, <laughs> anyway, Denny, before we, before we get to the streamers from last week, yeah. uh, what's going on over uh, at The Edge? At The Edge, at NBCSportsEdge.com, we have lots of content. We have a good football show with me and Pat Doherty. Um, we have my kicker column, which features this week, Mike Badgley, an old name from uh, LTS streaming days uh, back when I used to talk about kickers on the show. Uh, so you can check out my kicker column. And then on Thursdays, check out my, what is it called? Target Dakota column on NBCSportsEdge.com. Streaming was okay last week. We had Carson Wentz. He had 18.3 points. Daniel Jones could have been better. He had 16 points. Teddy Bwater, uh, he had 12.6 points. Geno Smith. Geno Mother Smith. <laughs> oh. 22.6 points for my boy Gino. You know that I am in a super flex league where my team sucks because I lost Christian McCaffrey. But, I, but I'm in a super flex league that, that Edwin Polras put together. Yeah. And I, my, I have four quarterbacks on that team. I have Justin Fields, who's been trash. Uh, I have Jimmy Garoppolo. I yeah. have – this is just – I'm, I'm a three and five team. Okay, this is probably my worst redraft team that I'm reading you right now. I have Jimmy Garoppolo, Justin Fields, Joe Burrow. He's been good. And Gino mm-hmm. Smith. And mm-hmm. I started, I started Joe Burrow and Geno Smith in that, but, but all four of those guys had great games they this did. past. It, it didn't matter who I started. I'm sitting back. I'm like, wow, this is actually kind of, a, I was like really regretting not playing Justin Fields or, or Jimmy G after their game uh, in the early slate. And then, yeah. Yeah. You know, Geno Smith came through and I ended up getting a W, but uh, yeah, it was kind of fun to play Geno Smith last week. If I were you, I would have simply drafted better quarterbacks. Uh, yeah, in, in, yeah. In I mean, league, guys, I I'm telling you, it is it is my most disastrous team for sure. Uh, I have well, other CMC like Denny, the Apex League. I have CMC, and I'm in like fourth place in that. Yeah, league, that right? that really bothers me because I'm in sixth <laughs> place in that league, and I'm scoring a ton of points every week, and I I, I never win anything. So yeah. I'm 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 tilted beyond belief on, on over eight Apex. Yeah. This past week in that league, I think I scored the second fewest points, but I still got a one of the two wins because oh, you get the win against the average. And then yeah, yeah I I needed it though. I lost because because that league super wide receiver heavy, yeah. and I drafted Jerry Judy at like the four or five turn, and I lost Judy and Christian McCaffrey. So I needed to 
sort of skate by for these guys to get healthy again. And now I'm just going to pwn all of you. Well, listen, so, as someone chasing a playoff spot in, in that league, I'm, I'm, I'm thrilled. And that's where Denny lost power when we were recording this show on Tuesday. If you saw our tweet, we weren't able to get the show posted last night because of something that wasn't in our control, which is Denny's power to his house. And we're sorry for that. But we recorded the rest on Wednesday, and we'll kick things off with a recap of last week's tight end picks. Thanks for your understanding. All right, we're back. We're back, Denny. Let's talk yeah. about the tight ends from last week, a day later, like 12 hours later. Uh, tight ends from last week, we had Tyler Conklin, who ended up scoring 10.7 points, Evan Ingram, 10.5, CJ Ozama, 7.3, Tommy Tremble, right. 4.8. Tommy Sweeney, so the, the Tom, Tommy boys is what, we're, boy. <laughs> is what we're calling them. Tommy Sweeney yeah. had six. Pat Fryermuth, who was added uh, later in the in the week. Um, and it wasn't even – the thing with Fryermuth is it was just an oversight on the original show. Sometimes that happens. And I actually talked about him on my sleeper show on the late round podcast before the Ebron injury news hit. Uh, but then yeah. the, the, the Ebron injury news hit, and I, I added a note to our Patreon – Basically saying that Fryermuth was on par with the top streamers last week. I, I yeah. liked him just as much as Tyler Conklin, um, you know, going into last week. He had 14.4. Defense was pretty strong last week. We had Cincinnati. They had seven, even though they gave up so many points. Uh, the Chargers were the worst one. They had three, which was kind of a surprise. But Seattle had 13. And Philadelphia, the yes. Philadelphia Eagles doing some work against the Detroit Lions. They had 21 fantasy points. Overall, I'd say a fairly decent week. Uh, I wish quarterback was just a little bit better, but it was still fine enough. Um, let's move on to week nine. You ready? Let's do it. All right. We will kick things off with the defenses. How many defenses yes. do we have? I only have two listed here, but I think we have more than two. I have the 49ers. <laughs> okay. Okay. I'll, 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 yeah, why don't you kick things off with the 49ers? Yeah. yeah uh, Niners against the cards. Uh, the 49ers are at home. This is contingent on Kyler Murray being out. It's been, I think Jake Glazer reported last week that it's a one to three week ankle yeah. injury for Kyler Murray, which really stinks for some of my teams, but, but nevertheless, it makes the 49ers a good play with Colt McCoy likely to start. So the Cardinals opened as two and a half point road favorites here uh, against the Niners, but it moved to the uh, plus, I'm sorry, minus one for the Niners Tuesday afternoon with the possibility that Murray would miss uh, Sunday's game. So the process says the Niners are in a good spot. I'm not super bullish on them, but they, they are a good play if you're desperate. Yeah, Colt McCoy, the backup, I believe, in Arizona. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. so we'll get Colt McCoy, um, which, yeah, I mean, I, I think he's an above-average backup. I mean, he's been serviceable. We saw him last year with the Giants, uh, if I recall correctly. Um, so I, you know, I, I, I think the 49ers are still a good play though, especially as we see this line move, um, that line movement, um, I saw over on FanDuel Sportsbook was definitely, uh, happening. Uh, yes. I, I have, I have two defenses. I think the top streamer this week is Miami. Uh, this is really the process, the process, the process, uh, Houston's a top 10 opponent, uh, as an, uh, as an opponent in adjusted, mm -hmm. uh, defensive fantasy points allowed. Miami's a six and a half point favorite according to FanDuel Sportsbook. There's a medium-sized over/under at 46 points. Uh, I, you know, I, I don't know if we are gonna get an update on Tyrod soon or not. He might start. It sounds like he might be able to, pl to play in this game. Mm -hmm. um, but I think regardless, you know, Tyrod coming off an injury hasn't gotten a lot of reps. You know, it, it's definitely I would say an upgrade for Houston's offense um, sure. and, a, and a slight downgrade for Miami's defense. But I still think Miami's a, a good enough streamer, even if he plays. 
Yeah, I, I don't know. You know, for me, it's um, the the Dolphins become like kind of a desperation streamer if Tyrod starts because Tyrod was really good. That he that was good in week. Yeah, yeah, he was. was was pretty good in week one and and then two before he got injured. He was, he was. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely not as locked in. Um, no. you know, if, if Tyron ends up going, and then another defense that you could look to is the Vegas Raiders. Um, they get the giants, they're three point favorites, another 46 point over under, uh, the giants are the 12th best matchup and adjusted fantasy points allowed. We know that Daniel Jones is prone to turn the ball over. Um, you know, mm-hmm. Vegas is an average to maybe slightly below average defense, but, um, you know, I, I, I still think that, you know, they're, they're strong enough in a matchup like this. What, let me ask you this. If Tyrod plays, would you play Vegas over Miami? I would. Would you? I think I'd still go Miami, so we're not helping the listeners at all there. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think that's it for defenses, right? Yes, that's it. Okay. Let's move on to quarterback. Denny, you can kick things yeah. off with probably the safest streamer, maybe? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. We have Tua at home against Houston. The Dolphins are six and a half point favorites. Implied total of 26. By the way, uh, I, I posted my show notes on uh, Twitter last night after we couldn't record. So I hope that helped people. Uh, digest the information here, but I'll just read some of them here. Uh, so Houston is the eighth best quarterback matchup of the season per JJ's uh, strength of schedule metrics. Uh, they're allowing the Texans are allowing 68% completion rate and eight, 8.1 yards per attempt. That's the third highest in the NFL Two had a typically like very predictably down week against Buffalo last week. But before that he was, he was really solid uh, had six touchdowns between week six and seven this is like the the perfect spot for him. I, I like him a lot. Yeah, I, I like to a lot too. Um, I, I do think though that if you want a little bit more upside, I mean, two has been playing fine. You know, like in plus matchups since he's been back from injury, he's he's given us really good fantasy performances. And then he plays Buffalo. Like, what do you expect against Buffalo? But right. Right. but I do think that if you're thinking a little bit more long term. And if you don't want to stream as much, I think that Taysom Hill would be your ad this week. I mean, I, I know Probably. that we're we're recording this on Wednesday now, uh, after starting recording it on Tuesday. So you know, maybe a lot of waiver wires have already run. But I, I do think that I would prefer Taysom if I'm looking more long term. If I am streaming, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Taysom mm-hmm. now likely the starter for New Orleans. I don't think he's been cleared yet from his concussion. Correct? Has he been cleared? Has he been clear? Um, no, he has not. He uh, let's see. Sean Payton said he's progressing and yeah. on schedule, but we don't know if he meant on schedule for week nine or week twelve or what. Yeah, yeah. So I, I always have my like. I'm I'm asking these questions aloud because I always have like the the concrete like where we're at when we record on Tuesday, and then I didn't really yeah. check fully this morning. But regardless, Taysom Hill gets Atlanta this week if he starts. Um, he did well against Atlanta last year for whatever it's worth, but Atlanta is also the fifth best matchup and adjusted fantasy points allowed. And we know that Taysom Hill is attractive, not because of what he can do with his arm, but what he can do with his legs. Uh, last year, he yeah. averaged 52 rushing yards per start. He had four starts last year in those starts. He averaged one ground touchdown a game. Um, he never scored fewer than 17 and a half fantasy points in those four starts. So I think he's just a really safe option. I mean, honestly, Maybe this is sort of aggressive, but I don't see a difference between sort of like a Taysom Hill versus Jalen Hurts. Like, mm. like I think that like now don't take that the wrong way. I mean, Jalen Hurts, the way that he's been performing, uh, he's been, been performing a little over his head because of what he's been able to do in terms of scoring rushing touchdowns. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I, I think that Taysom Hill is going to score. I mean, he's, he's going to score points in a similar manner as Jalen Hurts does. Um, and I, I think that we're looking at at least that kind of upside and that kind of potential. I mean, Taysom Hill was a top five quarterback when he started last year. So 
that's sort of the the main reason why I would lean going that direction. You know, if I'm thinking more long term, I wouldn't be shocked at all if like Tua outscores him this week. But I do think that Taysom is a more intriguing, higher upside play. Yeah, no, I I, I talked with uh, Pat Darty on the Good Football Show, a Good Football Show, not the Good Football Show, the other day about how uh, uh, Taysom's you know uh, rushing ability or rushing prowess. He re- he averaged ten rushing attempts and starts last year. Like that, that's really hard to overemphasize. Just, yeah, just su- such a boon for scoring. Yeah, and I mean, maybe my fear would be that he's coming off that concussion and like he's not as aggressive on the ground. Maybe, but yeah. but I, yeah. I don't. I I think that's overthinking it a little bit. Yeah, there's also the fact that he trimmed down a lot in the off season, hoping to become a quarterback. Yeah. So that 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 kind of I I don't know how you quantify that, but it is something to to think about. Yeah, I mean, he's still gonna be mobile, right? Like maybe maybe I shouldn't have said like he's gonna be Jalen Hurts. I don't think he's going to be Jalen Hurts. All I'm saying is that he has the potential to score points a similar way as Jalen Hurts does. You know, right. Hurts obviously getting by via this garbage time and via these rushing touchdowns. But um, I mean, Hurts is still a QB one from here on out as long as he starts as well. And then right before we started recording. Yeah. We we got news that Aaron Rodgers apparently uh, has COVID, and so he's going to miss this game against Kansas City, and it's a good matchup. I mean, Kansas City's fourth in adjusted points allowed, um, and so now Jordan Love is stepping in. I think he's a viable streamer as well. I think he's, he'd be the number three streamer this week because there are two really good options, but... You know, in most weeks, I think Jordan Love might even be the top streamer just because this matchup, you know, you have Devontae Adams on that team. You have good uh, running backs you can throw to. Um, and, and Kansas City's defense is just beatable, period. I mean, we've seen them. Be, I, I know they they've are. been better or they looked better, at least against uh, the Giants. But, uh, you know, our larger sample shows that they're a very beatable defense. And, you know, Jordan Love, obviously, there's a lot of risk because we don't have a big sample size on him. But, um, you know, he can he can bring some juice with his legs as well a little bit. Um, I, I think that he's actually a, a decent enough option. I would, I haven't like looked at where he would be ranked, uh, cause this literally just happened before we, we, uh, started recording, but I think he's at least a mid range QB two this week. I, I, I'm, I'm more bearish on, on Jordan love. I think, I, I, I think cause he's, his floor, I think is catastrophic. He's it could be bad. A, he's, yeah. he's a terrible, terrible player. And I actually would rather pick up the Kansas city defense and stream them against Jordan Love. I I, I feel I feel like I, I can't put my trust in, in in Jordan Love this week. What about so let me ask you this. So this week we have really good quarterback streamers, I think. I think Tua and Taysom Hill are like like borderline QB one options, if not QB one yeah. options. Last week we had we had Carson Wentz and Daniel Jones. I think if we had those exact same options this week, I mm-hmm. think that we would probably play those guys over Jordan Love, right? Yes, I would. Teddy Bridgewater, though, I think we'd play Jordan. I would play Jordan Love over Teddy from like a process standpoint, like from a from a, you know, obviously we have the result. I'm saying just from a process yeah. standpoint. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that makes sense. Um, I, I haven't seen I, I was just checking if the line had changed in the Packers game at all. And it, it hasn't. Of course, this just happened. So, yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah, I think from a process standpoint, I, I would have started Love over Teddy B. Water. Yeah. Yeah. I should have called him B water. I forgot. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, let's move on to the tight end position. Uh, why don't you kick things off? Tommy Sweeney, who sounds like a, a character from, uh, not Twin Peaks, from Peaky Blinders. Uh, I also have him listed here as the demon barber of Fleet Street for whatever reason. So uh, Buffalo has a 31 and a half point implied total. We like that. The process, the process, the process. Last week, Sweeney ran a route on 74% of Josh Allen's 
dropbacks. He saw four targets. He caught three of those for 30 yards. The Jags are kind of weirdly a, a pass funnel defense. Uh, 72% of the yards gained against them come through the air. And Jacksonville is the third best tight end matchup uh, of this season per JJ's metrics. Yeah, I like Sweeney as sort of a deeper guy. You know, I mean, it, it's it's they should score a lot of points. And we're always associating yeah. our tight ends with with offenses that could put up 40. Yeah, I, I, I was surprised that 74 percent of routes on, on Allen's yeah. dropbacks that 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 is way higher than I would have guessed. I mean, only four targets. But, you know, what, what can you ask for? It, it wasn't exactly a great day for the Buffalo passing game anyway. Yeah, I was expecting them to use Gabriel Davis more than they did. You know, just yeah. just throw out those four wide sets, and then yeah, I mean, like you said, it wasn't the best best day for the for the passing attack. Um, but yeah, I, I think Sweeney works. Uh, I'm going to go back to Tyler Conklin. I think Conklin's a really solid play again. Yeah. Uh, Baltimore's the second best matchup for tight ends and adjusted points allowed. Twenty five point eight percent of the targets against them have gone to the tight end position. That's third highest in the league. And Conklin's coming off a game where he had a twenty one percent target share. He's a fourteen percent target share on the season. Uh, I don't know the status of Justin Jefferson. He was banged up in that game. I'm, I'm assuming he's going to play, but he was at least mm -hmm. banged up in that last game uh, against Dallas. So you know maybe more targets get funneled towards Tyler Conklin. But the matchup's definitely there. We've been targeting the the Ravens all season long. Yeah. Uh... I actually love streaming anybody against the, the Ravens, any tight end against yeah. the Ravens. Uh, Dan Arnold, who we probably should have mentioned last week. And, you know, my, that's that's my bad because I'm a Dan Arnold truther from way back. Uh, he might be like emerging as an every week starter. I, yeah, I, don't know I mean, at least low that, end but... for sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So he ran the fourth most tight end routes in week eight, caught eight of 10 targets against the Seahawks. Uh, he was the second most targeted Jags pass catcher on the day. Uh, so Dan Arnold's run a route on 72% of Trevor Lawrence's dropbacks over the team's past three games. They're going to see a, an insanely negative game script again this week. The The bills are tough against tight ends, but who, you know, we don't really care too much when the, the usage yeah. for a tight end is this good when his role in the passing game is what Arnold is in the Jacksonville passing attack. So I, I would, be most confident in starting Arnold this week over any of the guys we're talking about. Oh, okay. Oh, I'm sorry. O outside of Conklin, outside of Conklin. Uh, Conklin and then Arnold. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think you could also at least make an argument for Pat Fryermuth, who's still out there in, in a bunch of leagues. Um, you know, he's back to back top 10 performances. He has an 18% and a 20% target share in those two games. Um, we have to see what the status of Eric Ebron is, but even if e Ebron plays, I don't think, I don't think Fryermuth is a bad play because he's emerging as the team's tight end one. And again, all of this is aligning with Juju Smith-Schuster's season-ending injury, right? Like yeah. it, there's there's like a logic to it, and there's a reason for Fryermuth playing more and getting more action in the offense. So I think Fryermuth is a really good play as well. I, I think those three guys are are just solid across the board. Yes, and finally we have uh, Evan Ingram who plays the Raiders this week. He, you know, he's he's just a uh, like a hideously. <laughs> terrible play I, I i hate playing evan ingram but you know if you're just completely desperate you can tight ends have seen a 24.6 percent target share against vegas this year that that works out to about 8.9 targets tight end targets per game the the unfortunate thing here for ingram and i think all giants pass catchers is that the raiders are a massive run funnel so if this game stays close i see the giants just being very conservative on offense kind of keeping it on the ground yeah, yeah, I think Ingram and I think Ingram and uh, would you play Sweeney over Ingram? 
I would. Okay. Yeah, I think that's fair enough. Uh, so to recap, we have Tommy Sweeney, Pat Fryermuth, Tyler Conklin, Dan Arnold, Evan Ingram, Jordan Love, Tua Tungavailoa, Taysom Hill, Vegas defense, 49ers defense, and the Miami Dolphins defense. All right, Denny, let's go to Twitter. Let's right. see what people were asking us about. Uh, first questions from at Golden Graham 41. Pretty underrated yeah. cereal, I'd say. Golden Grams. Do you like Golden Grams? I mean, Grams? When, when you're a kid. Yeah, I mean, like, not now. Yeah, we don't, we're not, yeah. you don't, you don't eat Golden Grams. Now it's Grams. disgusting. You don't, eat, you don't eat that stuff as an adult. Uh, Golden Graham 41 says, What is Denny doing around the house now that Mike Davis is there full time? The in season retirement has to have the home life on tilt. Uh, well, Mike uh, was very helpful in helping me put away the Halloween decorations the other day. Uh, you, know, g- you know, cleaning up, kind of getting the house back in order. So that was nice. Um, you know, he's still exercising. He he runs laps around the house here and there. So, you know, he's keeping busy overall. Did uh did you did, did one of you guys dress up as Cordero Patterson? <laughs> I did to to trigger to tr- him. Yeah, to trigger it, him. It, it, it didn't it didn't uh, work out well. He actually just started crying and <laughs> it was so it was it was uncomfortable. I, I had to take off the jersey right away. It was bad. Imagine imagine a world where Mike Davis heard this segment. <laughs> He'd be so confused. <laughs> he would be. Also, Mike Davis is a really fun and cool yeah. guy on Twitter. Yeah, I know. On yeah, Twitter. Yeah, in real life, too. Uh, Great personality. You know, I'm, I'm, yeah. Like, he's he's just, yes, I totally agree. So that's yeah. why that's why I feel like it's okay that we have this bit with Mike Davis. Right, which is why I'm in a throuple with Mike Davis. <laughs> Next question, at mana underscore dork. Have you ever had a poo so intense that you got the urge to start undressing? <laughs> oh, my God. The answer is the, the, the answer is yes. <laughs> you mean because you're so hot? What's going no, on? No, it's just a reaction. It's it's a reaction. <laughs> it, it, look, I, there there has to I've be never. there has to at least be five people listening to the show who have had the reaction while taking a dump, take <laughs> t- taking a D, and they've just start to to release their clothes off their body. They're, they're yeah. like it, it is one hundred percent a human reaction because you just want to be like. You just want to be like raw <laughs> and your, yourself, and you oh just yeah. I mean, sometimes I mean, then sometimes you got to like hold on. You know, there's just a lot going on there. You got you, oh. you don't want clothes to get in the way. I mean, you know, how many beets did you guys eat, or whatever <laughs> makes you makes you poop? I mean, yeah, some prunes. plums. I mean, good lord. Uh, so yeah, no, no, the I, is no. You've never been nude uh, pooping. I, I've never even. I, I, I. The only thing I can think of is George from Seinfeld. Um, you know, to get, getting undressed to go to the bathroom. That this is the only thing I can think of. I didn't think anybody actually did that. Oh, I've definitely been undressed. Uh, right. to right. to go number two. Yeah, <laughs> right. and I, I I cannot be on an island here. If I am on an island here, then this is one of the most embarrassing things I've ever said on the show, which is saying something. But <laughs> you're uh, not on an island. I'm sure other people have done this. Next question at Smith BK: Are we dropping the big dog in leagues without IR? where we have too many injuries already asking for myself because I was riding him in the Scott fish bowl. Yeah, I don't, I mean, he's, he's out for the rest of the regular season. He might be able to return for the postseason, So that obviously doesn't matter. Yeah. Us. From, from what I've read at least, I mean, look there, there's there. Cause I think Rappaport had like a six to 10 week timeline. That's the one that he tweeted. Schefter was pretty adamant that it's the regular season and Schefter is usually, I mean, Eileen Schefter, he's usually on yeah, point with this yeah. stuff. And then, you know, smart doctors and people who study this stuff, you know, like Edwin Porras, he went out on Twitter and he said that uh, not only 
you know, is this just an injury that sucks and it's long, but, uh, you know, there's a high risk for re-injury if they rush yeah. it. And then on top of that, you know, you can't expect him to be a hundred percent when he comes back. So I think there's enough reason that if you're, you know, in a spot where you need those spots that you can drop them. Yeah. Which is tough yeah. to say, because this is one of those, this is one of those pieces of advice where there's only downside for us to say this, right? Because if Derrick Henry doesn't come back, no one remembers this, no, uh, no, us talking no. about this. Mm-hmm. If Derrick Henry comes back, they all oh. say, well, you told me to drop him. Oh yeah. So we're playing probability here. This is a, this is an absolute no upside type of take, but we're saying it still, I think that playing probability says that you should, you can, you can probably drop Derrick Henry. If I have an mm-hmm. IR spot and if I'm able to hold on to him, you know, I wouldn't be dropping Derrick Henry for like, some random bench wide receiver who's not going to do that much anyway. Yeah, right, 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 right. But but I would drop him if I absolutely need that spot to you know play a quarterback in a given week or something like that. Sure. Next question at stairway to Evan seventeen. What's the ideal time to put out Christmas decorations, and what is the appropriate cutoff for putting pumpkin spice in things and switching over to cinnamon slash holiday spices? This is a good question. I appreciate this question. Do you have a take on it? I so so here's the here so historically. I've been very pro after Thanksgiving for Christmas. Me too. And the the month of November can be fall, right? It can it can yeah. be it can be pumpkin still because pumpkin's not Halloween, right? Pumpkin's pumpkin's a fall flavor. Well, you think? Yeah. No, I mean I mean the flavor, like the the flavor of pumpkin is not just Halloween, Denny. <laughs> oh no, not just Halloween. No, 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 no. That's what I'm saying. Yes, it's it's yeah. centered around Halloween, sure, but it's not just Halloween. Right. So my my right. take has always been. Thanksgiving is the cutoff for Christmas music and, uh, you know, going to mint flavored stuff and cinnamon, whatever the hell you want to do. Sorry to the kids. But I will say Avery is very into, I mean, she watches her iPad like every other three-year-old, but she, she will find like, like a random show that has like Christmas stuff on it. And she'll start singing like the Christmas song that, that is playing. Right. Mm Mm-hmm. I, I do have an urge to listen to Christmas music with her earlier than Thanksgiving. Yeah. For the first yeah. time in my life. Like I just I never have really felt this way. But this might be the first year where I break my own rule. Well she she should, you know, get with it. Get with the program. No no Christmas music until after Thanksgiving. In fact, we should we should cut it off. Uh, you know, people should be unable to list to stream Christmas music until yeah. after Thanksgiving. You mean yeah, like I, a, a government a government mandate is what you're saying? That's right, an executive order. Joe Biden, I know you're listening. Please think about this. Um, you know, even for me, and maybe I'm just being contrarian, just to be a jerk. But for me, it's like Christmas music and all that stuff is best. I think in the month of December. I I, I think if you can possibly wait. To December first, you 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 go with that you, because like this year you have what like six days or something between Thanksgiving and and December. Mm-hmm. So you know maybe maybe pump pump the brakes a little bit. But look, I'm not going to judge you too harshly if you just go with the Thanksgiving program. Here, yeah, because here's the thing too is that uh, my wife my family we go to uh, you know we go to Northern Virginia every year for Thanksgiving. You know we talk about that. Right. We talked about right. that a lot. Um, and I've been, we've been going there for, to her, uh, uncle's place for like a decade plus, I mean, for a really long time. The first time I was actually ever there, um, you know, I was new to the family and all that. I was only like 19 years old and they're, yeah. oh, they're, wow. they're big Ravens fans and yeah. because they live in Northern Virginia and they're like season ticket holders and stuff. And they were, they happened to be doing family pictures that day. And so I was not involved because I was the new kid, right? Like there's no, you know, I'm not part of the yeah. family right now. Yeah. 
And there is a picture, though. They made me wear a Ray Lewis Ravens jersey. Oh, oh, man. That's, yeah, it was oh. it was it was rough. It was rough. It felt because this is when like I was still peak. I mean, I was in yeah. college, a peak Steeler fandom. You still. hated Ray Lewis. Right. I, yeah. Right. And so I, uh, I there's a picture of me wearing that jersey around the rest of the family who's all wearing like white shirts for their for their pictures together it's actually like i mean because i was in a position where they were <laughs> they were housing me they were feeding me doing all that over the weekend i could not wear this thing the reason i'm saying all this i got very yeah. very distracted reason i'm saying all this is because the road trip again on that stupid highway the road trip to get up there and back having christmas music is kind of nice so I, I think Thanksgiving Day is sort of like mm -hmm. the day for me. Uh, that was a hell of, a, of an initiation, by the way, into the family. Let me, I, tell, I mean, I'm very, very close with them and I love them. And it's, you know, so it's, it's fine now. Uh, but yeah, back then it was, it was, you know, made me question uh, my relationship with my now wife. No, it didn't. It didn't. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It made you pump the brakes. My, my initiation into the uh, Ganginis family was that I had to go find a lamb slaughter it with my bare hands and then cook it for Easter. And, and uh, so I did that while, while crying and vomiting. It was, it was a whole thing, but I got it done. Are you sure you didn't marry a shroot? <laughs> it's it's kind of, kind of in the same ballpark. Uh, next question at sweet Pete one zero three four. What percentage of Halloween candy do you take as your dad tax payment? A couple of people asked <laughs> this actually. Wow, this is where, where is your kid's freedom? I, I, that that's my question. You know, I'll tell you. Have you have you already used uh, candy as a consequence for your children, like taking no. away candy? We, no. we 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 did. We no, I, I, Avery's go been ahead. going. A, Avery's <laughs> been going through this phase of uh, not being good when she when we put her down for for night night, and she's freaking exhausted every morning, right? Yeah, like, right, just right. won't go to sleep whenever it's her bedtime. And then she's just so tired in the morning. It's been going on for like a week. Okay. And we, we used it as a consequence that we would take away a piece of candy if she wasn't behaving. <laughs> Taxation is theft. That's what, yeah. she, that's what Avery's crying that's right. out while she lies in bed. Look, des uh, desperate no. times, desperate times. You guys, you guys know how it is as a parent. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. I mean, I've done more desperate things. So, uh, no, no, no tax. Um, you know, mostly because at 38 years old, if you eat one piece of candy, you gain two pounds. So it's just really it's difficult to, yeah. to manage that. <clears throat> I'm kind of, I kind of feel lucky that I, uh, can't slash don't eat that stuff anymore. I don't know if you heard, I changed my diet. I don't eat gluten I, or dairy is, and anything like this that. Is so, news. Yeah. So chocolate, I don't, I don't eat chocolate. So uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's nice that I don't I don't have to worry about that. Uh, next question is from Sarah. I can't pronounce your last name, Sarah. I'm sorry, but I'm going to read your question. How important is it that your partner slash significant other likes football? Not that there's a right answer, but I wanted to get your perspectives. For context, a friend was telling me it doesn't matter and not to expect to meet a guy in Seattle who likes football as much as me, but I disagree. In Seattle? I mean, isn't everybody through the roof about the Seahawks in Seattle? I thought so. Um, I thought Seattle was a was a huge football town. I, me too. I, I mean, okay. I mean, I I would say it doesn't matter at all. Yeah, I would agree. Me, I, I mean, I, I I don't. I can't imagine that that. But you know, I, I think it's maybe it's a personal choice. I, I to me, it would hold zero weight in in finding a partner. Does Melissa like football? No, she hates it. She yeah. hates it so much it's just she hates the culture of football she hates the nfl 
She hates that I spend so much time with it. I mean, she just despises the whole thing. So, no, yeah, I, 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 uh, I'm in the boat of not caring at all. Yeah, you know, when I started dating uh, Amanda, it was a situation where she liked watching the Steelers and like she really enjoyed it. And she was, you know, whenever you like go off to school, she was eight hours away. She went to school in upstate New York. And when you're away and like you have your your hometown pride and like, so she, you know, she would go to like her friends places and stuff. They'd all watch football. And it was like, she's a huge Steelers fan because she has that pride. But that's completely dwindled through the years i mean yeah, like sure. <laughs> like she does not care at all about what's going on on sundays and i i kind of prefer it that way almost like i i don't i don't need every because i'm so hardcore with it that it's almost better because when you meet a casual yeah. fan like if you're at a party and you meet a, a very casual football fan it's almost more difficult to have conversations about football than to not have the conversation at all. Oh, yeah. yeah. Right? I'd rather oh. just not have the conversation than have a conversation with someone who doesn't know the Miami Dolphins starting quarterback. <laughs> right? Like, it's just yeah. easier that way. Because they're I, just, I, you have to, like, pretend like you're dumb, basically. I have had some excruciating party conversations with ca- very casual fantasy managers. And and I feel like a snob saying this. But, uh, you know, j- just between you and me, they were just the, the worst conversations. Because yeah. it, it was just... It was like one misnomer, one misunderstanding after another, after another, after yes. another. And I was like, when can we talk about zero RB? Because that's really yeah, right. Right. And like, like you're not going to correct them, of course. Like you're not like no. you and I are not confrontational enough to, to just be like, and not, not only that, but like we have social awareness to like not start <laughs> like a fight about like, you know, fantasy and stuff. But like, I mean, it's no different than like, I'm sure when like a doctor has a conversation oh. with someone about, and they do this daily about like stuff they read on the internet. That's what that's why people go to the doctors cuz cuz they see stuff on the internet and they go to the doctor and say, "Hey, I just read this thing. I think I have this disease." Yeah, so I I think you're right. Doctors do have to deal with this every day of their lives. What I'm saying is we're just as important as doctors. You know, it's it's a uh, 50-50. Yeah, I'd say so. Next question at Jared R325. Takeaways from Fields game without Neggy, please. I mean, he finally ran. They they finally let let him loose on the ground, and he proved to be an excellent runner. By the way, like He's so good on the like, ground. Like we've been hearing, like, oh well, you know, I keep hearing this Alex Smith comparison. Uh, Alex Smith never did any of that shit from last week. Sorry to the kids. Uh, you know, yeah. I mean, let, let's let's get real. So obviously, Matt Nagy is misusing him to the nth degree, and it's tragic. Yeah, uh, I I am worried about uh, Fields against Pittsburgh because of the pass rush and that offensive line's been iffy all season long. But um, that that's why he's not like a streamer or anything. And we've only seen one game where he's really done this. But at the same time, yeah, I mean this is why all of us were high on him entering the season because we knew that this was the the upside that he brought. Uh, next question is from our buddy Jeff at Rejected Papers. Does fantasy football bring you joy? No. Sam. Next question, at Pawnee, oh, at Pawnee or Bust. This is a guy with a Ron Swanson avatar. What's the best Halloween candy, the worst, and if you, uh, if you had to liken a fantasy player to each, who would it be? JJ, can you have candy? I thought I heard whispers that you're on a special diet, but I'm not sure. Yeah, I don't know if you guys heard, but I'm not eating uh, gluten, dairy, or soy. Um, so, yeah, so Tyler asked this question. Best Halloween candy for me, easily Reese's. Easily. 
Yeah, I mean, I'm going to go with 100 grand just because I, yeah, I we I'm talked about this last week, right? I'm going to stick to my guns. Yeah. Yeah, and then the worst, um, probably. I don't know, probably like a Heath bar or something. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, I they're, tweeted they're about bad. how how Heath, Heath bars were terrible. They are really bad. And and I got flooded with people telling me how wrong I was. Heath bars are the best. I mean, I I, I had no idea that there was such a, a large contingent of people who are wrong about Heath bars. It's, it <laughs> I, was, didn't, it I didn't know there was. A, I had no idea there was a Heath bar Twitter. Oh yeah, there's a Heath bar Twitter. They these people are outside of their minds about Heath bars and and you, the, you know you you keep telling me how bad my opinion is thinking that my opinion is going to get better it's going to get worse I guarantee it just keep keep uh ratioing me and see what happens yeah Heath bars are trash guys I don't know what you're doing here yeah. next question at the pug father 22 since he's back again is it AP or AD isn't it isn't it AD all day it's technically AD yes but I I have always I, I slip and say AP a hundred percent of the time. I, I see no problem with calling him AP seeing that his name is Adrian Peterson. Right. Right. Do, do I mean, do are people afraid of us getting him mixed up with the associated press? Is that, is that what we're yeah, trying to, he, avoid? here's the other thing. Here's we're abbreviating a, a nickname with AD. Yes. Yes. So it's kind of weird that it would be AD. I think, you know, I, I I've seen a lot of people take to Twitter over the years. It's AD. It's AD. And be really mad about it. What, what's to be mad about? Just call him whatever you want. APAD, whatever. Yeah, I don't think it matters. And it's not like it's an offensive nickname. No, it's not. No. <laughs> like like people people call me JJ. I'm not offended. Right. It's initials. All right, next question. At Amani Burger. I know your stance on sack-based floors, but how do you feel about floor-based sacks? And then in parentheses oh. it says bean bags. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say I don't know what that means, but bean bags. I mean, it's not 1989, so I, I haven't thought about a bean bag since then. How, how crazy is it though that we grew up in the 90s and and all of our like we go over to a friend's house and you sat on a bean bag almost you know like there was a 75 percent hit rate that your friend had a bean bag. Yeah, and you you flopped on that and you played video games. That's yeah, and, and then sometimes you know during my you know my my three year period of my my chubby middle school days, I just popped the shit out of that bean bag when I jumped on it. <laughs> Uh, oh, how about water beds? Can we talk about water beds? Oh man, water beds were. My parents had a water bed for a little while. Do you, Do you remember how big those were? Like what a status symbol they became. Like oh my god, your parents have a water bed. Yeah, What's I want to know. I want to know from uh, from uh, orthopedic Twitter. Yeah, yeah. If if like those were actually just horrific uh, for you, I, they had to be. They had to be. I, they right. <laughs> like your body should not be moving like that constantly. <laughs> There's no way that the, that people were didn't ruin their backs for life in the 80s but with uh with their dumb uh water beds i i will say that jumping on those were fun until they popped i remember oh, one yeah. popping one time and it was it was exact it was like noah's ark in the in the bedroom <laughs> yeah well I'm, I'm also thinking like if you're sleeping on there with your significant other and your significant other moves even the slightest, you're all of a sudden in the middle of the pacific ocean and it, <laughs> and you're trying to ride a wave in the middle of your nighttime sleep yeah, it honestly sounds like like a torture device that you would find in like a Saw movie. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> yeah. <you know? laughs> I feel like that, that's what a waterbed is. Yeah, what were people doing, man? That's bizarre. All right, the last question is from at uh, White Wheat Tweet. How long until Mike Zimmer punches Kirk Cousins? 
probably not long. Well, I would say maybe longer than you think because see, Kirk Cousins does this thing since he's not vaxxed. He wears his helmet the entire game. And <laughs> if you if you wear your helmet the entire game, you don't have to put on a mask because he's anti-mask, anti-vax, anti-wax. And and uh, so if Zimmer is going to punch him, he's going to have to punch the helmet right now. Is that all real? Is that, is that all real? I know. I, know I, I didn't think of it that way. That yeah. Like, is, is that the is that the log? I know that he does that, but is that the logic to it? Yes. Right. And and so the the NFL rule is if a player keeps his helmet on on the side, he doesn't have to put on a mask. So like you see Carson Wentz take off his helmet and he puts on a mask. Yeah. And but but uh, Cousins never takes off his helmet during the game. <laughs> Can we be like like. It just seems like like the rules there are so insanely arbitrary. Yeah, they are. Yeah. Like like and I'm I'm pro mask. Like I think that it's important and all of that and I've been but like there comes a point in time where it's just like you're just making stuff up. Right, right. Yeah. So what if he has his helmet on? What is that gonna do? Yeah, this literally does nothing. It does nothing. He, honestly, unvaxxed players should be made to wear a mask during the game that's <laughs> yeah. that it, and let's see how quickly they'll get vaxxed <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all right denny that's gonna do it for today's show that lasted uh this is the longest show we ever did technically it, it did it was a 13 hour show so yeah yes thanks uh why much. don't you let everyone know where they can find you yeah uh, all my stuff is on nbcsportsedge.com you can find me on twitter at cd carter 13 I'm on Twitter at Late Round QB. Uh, check out my other podcast, the Late Round Podcast, anywhere podcasts can be found. And remember to follow us on Twitter at LiveTheStreamFF because uh, I did get some ats on Twitter uh, asking me what happened with the Living the Stream podcast this week. Uh, but we had tweeted about it from the Living the Stream yeah. account that we had uh, the issues that we had. So, um, you know, sorry about this week again. Uh, hopefully, you guys were still able to utilize the information and pick up the right guys and all that. And then hopefully this was just more of an entertainment show anyway, which let's be honest, that's what the show is basically down to anyway. Anyway, guys, good luck in week nine. We will catch you next week. It's uh, 1.08 p.m. in the only legitimate time zone on this planet or any other planet, the Eastern time zone. And uh, I just had one of those moments where I, I looked at some of my uh, DFS lineups and just thought what was that what was I doing here what what was the process with this lineup and you you stare at it for for a bit and and you still don't know and you just think well, there, had, there had to be some reason that I played this guy over that guy or why I didn't jam this dude into this lineup there had to be a reason but you can't remember the reason you spend, I spend, an inordinate amount of time on these stupid lineups, thinking, overthinking, overprocessing, looking at uh, projected ownership, rostership, I should say, for the libs out there, and uh, and for what? And for what? You look at your lineup uh, eight minutes into the one o'clock games, and you think, the hell is this? What is this? I'm tilting. 1.33 p.m. <clears throat> Eastern Time Zone. Uh, Derek Henry's hurt, apparently. Has an ankle issue. Has subsequently blown up my most promising lineup. A lineup that I really, really liked. Uh, coming into today. And I know I just 
said I, I hate all my lineups. I did like the one, which was a, a Wentz-Pittman stack. They already have two touchdowns in the first quarter. I know it's chalky, but I was, I was, I was willing to eat that chalk. And it was, it was scrumptious, actually. And I ran it back like an idiot with Derrick Henry instead of A.J. Brown. Even though I really wanted to go with A.J. Brown, I just thought, look, if this game is going to shoot out, Derrick Henry's going to be part of it. He just has to be. Whereas you can't say the, the same thing with the same certainty about A.J. Brown. I mean, he'll probably be involved, but, you know, Henry is the whole offense. And I never use Derrick Henry in DFS, and I always pay for it dearly. And I went in on Henry today with that lineup construction, and now he's, he's here for the first time in his life. I, uh, I hate it so much, I can hardly function. I'm, I'm shaking, choking down the bile so I don't vomit all over myself. I am tilting. Um, it's 1.46 p.m. Eastern Time, and uh, Kyle Pitts doesn't have a fantasy point. Is that what I'm to believe? Is that what I'm being told? I'm holding my finger to my ear like a news reporter, and I'm saying, yes, oh, yes, we are getting word. Kyle Pitts does not have a fantasy point. Doesn't have a catch, doesn't have a yard, doesn't have anything. With, with Calvin Ridley out, Quite unbelievable, many would say, including myself. Quite unbelievable. It is apparently CPAT Sisson, and CPAT Sisson cannot coexist with Kyle Pitts Sisson, except for two weeks ago. But not now, apparently. Not now. It's only Patterson, but not Pitts. Pitts is nowhere to be found, except for congratulating his teammate Patterson as he falls into the end zone for six points. That's the only time I've seen Pitts this whole time. Was congratulate. Stop congratulating him, and, and, and you know, get into the end zone yourself. That would that's what that would be my suggestion for for Kyle Pitts. Zero points. Zero again. Again, we are reporting zero points for Kyle Pitts into the second quarter against the Panthers, a Panthers team giving up a twenty four and a half percent target share to tight ends. With again, once again, once again, Calvin Ridley out, out, not in the lineup, inactive against. A terrible Panthers secondary out, and yet Kyle Pitts has nothing. You, you, you try to square that. Try to make sense of it. Go ahead. I'm waiting. You try. Tell me. Tell me how this makes sense. Go ahead. Yes, right. You have nothing. You have nothing. There is no explanation for this. I'm tilting. Thank you for listening to Live in the Stream. We hope you enjoyed the internet podcast. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes now. It won't take long, it's fast. For more fantasy football info, check out LakeGroundQB.com. Hope you come back soon as we share about the team.